The following is a hoop ball presentation. Ballers, welcome back to another episode and another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, Devin Ellington. We're at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. You can find the rest of the guys and the rest of the show notes and plays and free plays over at Hoopball Gaming on Twitter. Don't forget to go to hoop-ball.com. Check out the website, the free news blurbs, all the summer league action news. Who's making what teams, team coverage, draft reaction talks, free agency talks. Tons of free content that you can come for. But definitely check out the Hoopball Loyalty Membership Program. As of August 16th, the prices that you see on the premium stuff will be a little bit different, higher. So lock in your forever price today. Also want to shout out our two sponsors, Manscaped.com and MyBookie.ag. Would not be able to do as much as we do without those two folks. Wager Pass is ready to go. I just got to get a play of mine loaded into it and finish some edits. But we got a short, short baseball slate today. Five games on this Monday. So this will be a shorter show, to say the least. And uh, we do have some good plays, though, still. We got some good talking points. So without further ado, I think I'm just going to go ahead and tear into this one. I usually babble a little at the beginning. New listeners, welcome in. Older listeners, thank you, thank you. Glad that you're still around. Don't forget five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts if you are so kind. Feel free to leave a five-star rating on any of our articles that you venture through on hoop-ball.com. We got a star rating system on there. Lots of uh, late games if you're on the East Coast. But uh, starting at 6-10, Cincinnati and Cleveland, the Battle of Ohio. Looking at this one, Blake's already got a play in the wager pass on it. Speaking of which, go follow our man at Blake LaWatch, W-A-T-C-H, L-A-W-A-T-C-H, LaWatch. Cincinnati and Cleveland. This is a decent little matchup here. Luis Castillo, the righty, with a 4.09 ERA going against Sam Hintage's lefty, 7.86 ERA. Sam Hintage is, is giving up lots of runs. And the Reds hit lefties pretty well. Nick Castellanos back in the lineup, so that's huge. Now, Mike Moustakis only has a 118 batting average against lefties, but he's just now playing in his third or fourth game back from the IL. Long, long stint. Eugenio Suarez's numbers are going to be down because he is so just bad. Uh, He was so bad to begin the season. He is one of the hottest hitters right now. Votto does get a down tick against lefties. Jesse Winker definitely gets a down tick. Tyler Naquin's under 200. And Kyle Farmer and Jonathan India, though, 
318 and 363. Both of them with a 745 plus on their OPS. I really like the balance of the Indians lineup. This Bradley Zimmer kid is starting to really take shape. Uh, Bobby Bradley, Miles Straw was a good addition that they got at the trade deadline. And then you got Framel Reyes, Jose Ramirez. So this Cleveland team can definitely score some runs also. It's going to be mostly cloudy, 88 degrees Fahrenheit, 12 mile per hour wind to right field. So pool lefty hitters. 98% of the bet percent, or I'm sorry, money percentage is on the over. And the over at nine and a half is still getting minus 115 shade. Cleveland's got a money line of plus 155, which is telling because the run line's only minus 105. And the Reds are a minus 180 money line play. And this line opened up way lower. I think it opened a full run less at eight and a half. It did. Yeah, so it's risen a full run. And I think it gets to double digits. So, we, you know, you could look at it as us not getting value and us having to play it after the steam, but it rose that much for some reason. And I think it's because this game is going to go well over, maybe by two or three runs over. A quick glance at some team totals, see if there ain't any value. Over three and a half for Cleveland's offense. You know, they're the home team. They've been hitting well lately. I'll I'll dabble on that. Of course, my team total plays are uh, half-unit plays. Keep that in mind. Then we got uh, just looking over some strike prop or strikeout props. Nothing that's really tickling my fancy. First five. See if there's anything. Minus 145 on the run line in the first five for Cincinnati. So nothing really there. I think there's some immense value on the Cleveland over three and a half team total for the simple fact that I, you know, Luis Castillo has given up four under runs on average, you know? So the starter alone, Cleveland's balanced offense. I think they'll be able to be aggressive and get guys in scoring position on Luis Castillo, who's been shaky over his last few starts. 8-10, we will have... I'm sorry, let's talk about 805 because you got Freddie Peralta going against Alec Mills and Wrigley. Another game where the total's risen a full run from its opening number. Opened at eight. It is now at nine. Wrigley Field, 11 miles per hour out. Um, This may need to just go ahead and be a stay away game because we're seeing heavy rain and humidity. I mean, the humidity is nice and the wind is blowing out. So that's nice for Wrigley and overs. But if there's going to be heavy rain, and I'm I'm about to check a, uh, I'm going to check some radar here, get some meteorology in on this. Yeah, so it's looking like it's going to be raining. I mean, it's it's going it's saying 31 percent chance at 11 p.m. So I think I'm all right on this game. You know, I would look at the over, but there's a good chance that it doesn't even get played. So we'll save our time and we'll save our money. Look, for argument's sake, 
you know, if it does happen, over nine is obviously a very strong suit there for me. I really like going at that. Um, Milwaukee run line. You know, they're the best team in the majors. Uh, no, 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 actually, someone moved ahead of them. Uh, the Giants are the best team in the majors in regards to being an underdog on the run line. But Milwaukee, uh, you know, their run line is minus 120. Money line minus 194. So good, you know, 75 cents of disparity there. Huge money line odds for Chicago at plus 170. Plus 105 for their run line. So plus money on both sides for the Cubs looks. If I was to play anything, I would definitely back Milwaukee. Um, Jason Hayward's still out indefinitely for the Cubs. They got all these new young kids in here. You know, Ian Happ and David Bodie, Wilson Contreras, they're used to it. So they're, they've been a part of it. But, you know, you got the Alcantaras, the Schwindels, the Patrick – well, Patrick Wisdom's been in there this year. But, you know, now you got this Greg Dykeman kid, which I'm excited for. Top, top, top prospect. So, but Omar Navarez, he, he's probably going to have a big game. Willie Adamez has power to go yard, especially if it's going to be blowing out the wind. But, again, heavy rain expected all throughout the evening. So, I'm not going to be looking to play this one. Um, those are my general thoughts on it, though, in case it plays out. So, and if you want to play it, then there you go. You got some analysis. So I'm looking at uh, this Royals-Yankees game next. Humid, 92 degrees, 12-mile-per-hour wind blowing to left. Pull right-handed hitters are going to have a good night or push lefties. And then uh, Kansas City, the home dog, plus 150 on the money line. The Yankees, the Yankees have had a ton a ton of money come in and uh, a ton of bets on them, at least 80% on both. And the money line for the Yankees opened at minus 135. It's risen 40 cents up to minus 175. So lots of movement. And get this, their run line even shifted from plus 115 to minus 115. The total went up from 9 to 10, so another full run total move. What's going on with all these totals moving like crazy? And then we look at the Kansas City money line. In I'm sorry, run line, and it's at minus 105. So minus 105 for plus 1.5 for the Royals, minus 115 you know, for the Yankees. Jamison Tyon has not been pitching well his last few starts. And the Yankees just got blanked by the Mariners last night. Carlos Hernandez, not as good of a pitcher as you say Kikuchi or the relief pitching that the Yankees saw. But look, he's 3-1 on the year, 4.58 ERA. He's been serviceable. You know, we saw Bubich the other night have a really good start. The Royals pitchers are starting to hit a wave of positivity. Stinks that Danny Duffy got traded uh, to the Yankees. But the fact of the matter is, got some good veteran hitters in this club. You got Andrew Benatendi going against the Yankees again. That'll be a fun thing to watch for. You got more hitters under 200 for the Yankees than you do against, or I'm sorry, than you do for the Royals against righties. 
Carlos Santana, real close to the Mendoza line at 201. Ryan O'Hearn and uh, Olivares for the Royals. If they're in the lineup, they're small names, but they get big upgrades against righties. Whit Merrifield, a 260, comes down from his 269 average. Michael A. Taylor, 242. Look, there's not a single hitter on either of these teams that hits against a righty at 300 or better. Anthony Rizzo out with COVID. And I will say that Benatendi with a strained left shoulder is listed as questionable. So that's something to keep an eye out on. If he doesn't get a run, then another sneaky outfield prospect for Kansas City will get the go. I like Kansas City at home. Maybe not to win the whole thing, but I think you know they'll be able to score more runs than what they normally do. So I'm looking at over four on their team total. We don't have a hook on it, so we actually get set up for a push if we want that extra insurance. Under five and a half in the first five, I think the Yankees are going to let the Royals keep it close. And look, this is telling. Look, this is telling right here. So if you're looking at the run line for the first five, minus a half run, 0.5, you know, for the Yankees, they're at minus 120. Getting that half run on the other side, the Royals are minus 110. So that's very, very close. Then you look at the money lines, and this is where I think there's immense value because you're looking at minus 165 for the Yankees, but then you're looking at the money line for the Royals, and it's plus 125. So what you're telling me, and then there's also a heavy shade of minus 115 on the under five and a half in the first five. So if I'm going to spin a narrative based off what the numbers are telling me, I'm thinking that Vegas wants me to think that the game is going to be close early. Bullpens, whoever does worse is going to blow the game. Five and a half, you know, I with the offenses struggling, I don't think that they get off to a hot start. I think they're going to have to score runs late. And with the run lines being so close, you know, Vegas is saying that the Yankees are going to let Kansas City either be up at the end of the first five innings or, you know, it be like a 1-0 or 0-0 game or 1-1. Like, I could see it being tied at the end of the fifth inning or the Royals being up. They've been scoring runs early lately, and the Yankees struggled in that series against Seattle. So Kansas City, plus 125 on the first five money line, I think that's pretty good money there. And it's something that I'm willing to down a unit on. And then under five and a half in the first five, you know, I, I, I'm not sure what's going to make it into the wager pass or not. And then look, I might even just play the whole line. These are personal plays I'm thinking of right now, because I think there's some great value here, but that even run line in the first five, I could see the Royals winning it. So, you know, we're getting a two for one on the run line and the money line at plus plus one twenty-five, And I think the pitching is actually going to do better than what it has been lately. And then with both teams having guys that struggle really bad against righties and, uh, Tyon needing to make a decent start. I think we get, you know, a good four innings out of them. So Kansas City's team total over four is a play that I really like. And it's been a while since we've had a Kansas City three-way or a Kansas City three-pack. So we're going to unload a triumvirate of bets on the uh, Kansas City Royals tonight. And uh, Blake's already got a play on him in the wager pass as well. So two plays on this game. So we're going to probably have five plays on this game and a lot of different angles to cover for you. 
Chicago White Sox, Minnesota Twins. Twins are at home. They're hosting Lucas Giolito. They're starting this Bo Burrows kid. And look, I'll just say, these offenses are hot. I love Tim Anderson. Lucas Giolito is not an ace this year. Who the hell is Bo Burrows? And the total is only at nine and a half. This is a double-digit game. It's got double digits written all over it. Minus 120 shade on the over on Bovada. We'll look around. Looks like right now the consensus juice is minus 120. Bovada's got, yeah, my bookie's got it at minus 120. So shop around. I mean, I don't mind that juice. It's only juice if you lose. But nine and a half, you know, I, I think this game gets over the total easily. I think both team totals is something that we should look at. Eloy Jimenez, since he's been coming back hot, first right-handed pitching, 429 average. Luis Robert, 312. 296 for Cesar Hernandez, which drops him below 300 as his normal average is, 303. 299 for Tim Anderson. Brian Goodwin. What a key cog and a good productive piece for this White Sox team since Nick Madrigal went down. He's kind of the same player, but plays the outfield, obviously. But Zach Collins, Andrew Vaughn, these guys have been helping them also. And uh, just look for these teams to be able to really hit tonight. Luis Arise is a guy that I like. I might look at his total bases or hits props. He's good against right-handed pitching. No team total set yet. But I got my eyeballs on the over. I think the Twins are going to have success. No big first five stuff set right now. Only a total of five. My bookie's got that. Over five is getting shade of minus 120. So they're thinking that from start to finish, this is just going to be a barn burner. And um, 85 degrees, clear skies, only six mile per hour wind. Look, I think with how hot the uh, White Sox have been, they could maybe even hit this themselves. Minnesota could score six. Giolito's just not been that good. He's not. All right. Lastly, we'll talk about Miami and San Diego. This is an interesting game. Uh, It's got chase game written all over it. And one thing about chase games, I like to get in. I like to get out. I like to try to get something within the first five or within the first inning. Hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Eriksson Profar has been out and placed on the IL indefinitely uh, for or Jose Alfaro. Or is it Jose or Jorge? Alfaro. Oh, man, I'm blanking. I'm sorry, Alfaro. A uh, friend of the show, he listens all the time. So, you know, I should, I should know this. Um, you know, he's suffering shortness of breath. So, um, good, good vibes, good energies, good thoughts with him. Uh, you know, maybe illness, symptoms or something. You know, that's, that's always scary. So he's questionable. Jazz Chisholm uh, also questionable but he's got an illness i think he might have been put on like some sort of covid watch list or something like that and then you got well trevor rogers is a starting pitcher so he's he's on family medical leave but uh so yeah good vibes and good thoughts and energies and prayers to him and his family make sure that everything is safe with what's going on with them um too much offensive potential 
on this San Diego team. Um, they, I mean, they obviously are in a spot to win this game. Don't have any team totals set right now. The under is at over, over under total is at seven and a half minus one fifteen shade to the under plus two ten money line for the Marlins minus two sixty for the Padres. Run lines are not that far apart though. This is what's weird to me. Like we have these ginormously gapped money lines. We got a crazy low total. And then the run lines are very, very close in juice. Even money for the plus one and a half for the Marlins. Minus one and a half for the Padres is minus 120. So, I don't know. I mean, look, the Marlins are missing a lot of pieces. I don't think they win outright. But those numbers are saying something. You know, that that's kind of telling. Joe Musgrove, seven and a half strikeouts. I think, you know, I might look at the under on that as a personal play. I'm not really going to give it out as a wager pass play. I mean, it's got minus 150, minus 149 juice on it. So, again, it's only juice if you lose. But I don't like typing up articles or write-ups on games featuring, you know, plays with minus 150 odds. You know, it's just kind of chalk and chump change. You know, I'm not going to put that in a premium content. Like, I'll... It's usually my cutoff minus 150 is for uh, free plays or just general stuff like that. Personally, playing things like I will play up to minus 170 sometimes, but uh, more times than not, the minus 170s to minus 200s, the $2 favorites, those usually are coupled with a second leg or like a mini, mini, mini parlay just to get it to like plus odds. So, um, with that being said, you know, a little betting strat there we can go over. Um, look, I, I really like the fact that we have really strong, capable pitchers on the mound. I like the fact that Miami's so heavily underdogged, but I think that they keep it close, and I think it starts from the very beginning. Zach Thompson, Joe Musgrove. Musgrove has had a renaissance year for him in San Diego, and he's pitching really well right now. With all these missing pieces for Miami, I'm worried that they'll be able to score. And, you know, don't get me wrong, both teams are pretty decent against varieties, but these pitchers have been so dominant. So, what I might look at is playing some totals. I'll play, you know, say like over, or I'm sorry, under hits, runs, errors total for the game. And I'm pulling that line up right now. So, let me uh, refresh my browser, and we'll get to looking at this together. You know, it may not be out yet also, by the way. So we'll take a look and see what we got. Uh, I think they got it. Loading. All right. So no run first inning, minus 110. I will go ahead and place that like that. Um, and then let's see what our number is on the 25 and a half on hits, runs, errors. I was hoping it was going to be like 27 or something. 26, 25 and a half. Under is getting minus 125 shade. Hmm. 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 Um, Team totals, two and a half for Miami, Miami, wow, 
Miami and uh, four and a half for the Padres. Padres under four and a half get minus 115 shade. So, and I think this is telling. Total hits over under 15 and a half for the game. Another fun thing to look at. Unders getting minus 119 shade versus the over in minus 111. Total runs, hits, errors in first inning over under two and a half. Over plus 106. Under minus 143. So. Let's look at. Going with that 25 and a half under on hits, runs, errors. I think that it's uh, it's just like a it's a good play. You know, I love these no run first innings in certain spots. I usually try to find the no run first innings versus yes run first innings because, like I said, I, I think I talked about it last week on the show. I, I like finding disparity and things to exploit and matchups and. Uh, you know, the defense and the pitching, you know, that's more my style. Uh, I really, I, I mean, I like offense. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing more exciting than a home run or a grand slam or a bases clearing single or double. Or, But, man, when a pitcher is nasty and the defense is playing filthy and the infield's getting rowdy, uh, you know, that that's just some really, really fun stuff. And when you got a wager on it, it's just even more exciting. So, I really like the no run first inning in this game, especially with how dominant each pitcher has been and the weak contact and all that good stuff. So strikeouts are up for both guys. Even though we looked at that under prop for Joe Musgrove, I, th- I just think eight is a lot. And uh, Miami, you know, sure they strike out, but they're not well here before I say that. And I need to go cook some crow. Let me pull up just some basic team rankings as far as statistical measures on strikeouts per game as a team. So give me one sec. Now pull that up and we'll find out exactly where Miami's at. And they were a lot lower than I thought they would be. Darn. Oof. Hmm. Well, darn. All right, so they're actually 28th in the majors. Two teams worse than them, the Cubs and the Rays. Over the last three games, they've averaged 11 strikeouts. And on the road, they average 9.95 strikeouts. But that uh, Musgrove has to get eight of those. So you're telling me that you're only going to allow the bullpen to get one or two strikeouts for the game you know if he comes out in the fifth or sixth inning you tell me that yeah i mean if he strikes out the first five of six batters i mean sure but uh i don't know i don't know let me look at uh you know this will be my last little bit of a medium dive and then i'll piece this together and we'll uh we'll get the show out but what I'm trying to establish is just looking over some game logs for Mr. Musgrove. And with the 
Marlins hitters. Well, I mean, that's good. Jorge, and it is Jorge, not Jose. So Jorge Alfaro, I mean, he'll probably be out. Uh, he's got a 33.6 strikeout percentage. So if he's out and Jazz Chisholm, you know, that's huge. So a lot of the guys that are inflating their strikeout percentage has a chance to be out today. So that'll be a good help if that's the case. Joe Musgrove, 27.9% K percentage, which is good for a red number, which on Baseball Savant is good. I want to look at some percentiles, and then uh, he's at 74th percentile on K percentage. 69th percentile, AO on whiff percentage. And uh, if we look at some splits real quick, I just want to see how he does as a home pitcher versus a an away pitcher. He is a good pitcher at home. 2.52 ERA, 11 games started, 64 innings pitched, 260 batters faced, 47 hits, 21 runs, 18 earned runs. Six home runs, which is less than on the road. 17 walks, which is more than on the road. 81 strikeouts versus 58 strikeouts. Wow. A lot more strikeouts at home, and I wonder why. He's only pitched like six more innings and 22 more batters. That is a big number. That's a big, big number. Um... Pretty decent numbers for the first inning. Only a three ERA, 21 innings pitched. He's got 21 innings pitched in the first, second, third, and fourth innings. Fourth inning is his lowest ERA at .43. Wow. He does pretty good in the third. Or I'm sorry, the first. First and the fourth. Second and third, not so much. So maybe we can see a rough second or third inning from him today and get some of those strikeouts out. Now, last thing I want to look at, I just want to see what he's been doing. You know, I want to see what he's been doing in regards to striking folks out recently, what he did in his last home start. Six innings. Looks like two runs. Five strikeouts. So he went five strikeouts. Three walks. In Colorado, he went 11 strikeouts. At home against Miami, just on 7-23. So July 23rd, four strikeouts. Three strikeouts on July 18th against the Nationals at home. So what I'm seeing recently is his home strikeouts haven't been there. And the Marlins didn't strike out against him again uh, that much last time out. So under seven and a half for Joe Musgrove, I think that's entirely way too high. 
I mean, he's hit double digits a good amount of times. But look, I mean, he's done 11 strikeouts twice against the Rockies. He got 10 against the Mets like a couple months ago. 10 in his second start of the year against the Rangers. 13, and that was at home. 13 against the Brewers at the beginning of the year in his fourth start. So, but if we look, I mean, other than those double digits, we and I'm going in order of his starts, uh, throwing out the double digits that I just talked about. So, first start of the season against Arizona, eight, six, four, six, seven, five, six, three, seven, two, five, three, four, six, three, four, five. So other than double digits against terrible teams and the Padres twi- or uh, the, the Rockies twice, he's only covered the seven and a half once. And that was an eight number against the Diamondbacks at the very beginning of the year, his first start. Seven and a half is way too high. So that's how I feel about that. And I think that's a good thing for me to wrap the show on. So with that being said, Joe Musgrove, strikeouts under seven and a half. We got a really, really small limited card, but it is a very fun card. I think there's some really good stuff in it tonight. That no run first inning under 25 and a half hits runs errors. I'm not sure what makes it into the wager pass, but you heard it here first. You like what I like, then uh, place your bets over at mybookie.ag and use promo code hoopball. Sign up your family members and your friends if you haven't already. Just ask them for their email. Just ask them for their email or ask them for their you know, address if you don't know it. And uh, just sign them up. That's what I do. I essentially farm information from the ones that I care about most to help my show grow. So if I can do it, you can do it. Exploitation of family. It, I mean, it, all the cool kids are doing it. So, um, okay. With that being said, I am uh, sending you all of my positive vibes, all of my positive energies, as always. Thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And a uh, huge shout out. And uh, you, you, y'all need to go listen to this podcast right away. Uh, you know, the college football experience with Colby Dant um, at the Colby D. Um, you know, he was on the show recently last week, a couple weeks ago, I believe it was. We talked a lot about college football. His own show is a huge inspiration of my coverage of college football. I love his work. I love what Patty C does over there. Great group of guys. I was super honored and cherished to uh, come on to uh, talk about the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes upcoming season. So we just previewed them. We recorded that Saturday. They just dropped it. So uh, they have an app. Download it. But if you need to find them, they're on Spotify. They're on everywhere. Just look up the college football experience. So uh, college football is very, very close. Very, very close. We're under 20 days. It's uh, maddening. It's amazing. So Good vibes, good energies. Y'all be safe. Make sure to be kind out there to someone. Do something nice. And uh, most importantly, take care of yourself. Listen and observe. Think, focus, react. So I wish you a good day. Happy Monday. Let's have a great week. We have a minimal card to uh, have maximized results on. And I believe that's what we're going to do tonight. So with that being said today in sports betting is out.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.